0: Yo, what's good? So, welcome to the new platform of Chris's Corner. You know, I can't fucking lie, like, I really do enjoy filming the actual corner of my room, and in no way is that probably going to stop. However, however, this new kind of podcast format via Anchor is definitely going to be working a little easier and essentially it's going to allow me to put out information and what's on my mind in a denser form more often because through Chris's Corner via filming I have to do a lot of fucking editing because I'll be real when I put out footy I like it to look a certain way. I don't want to just put out no boring ass fucking footy. You know what I mean so anyways, this is what I'm going to do now, and I'm going to drop this eh essentially when I feel, and I think people kind of you know fuck with that so anyways, let's begin. So the first thing that, you know, like, I'd really like to talk about is, I don't know what to call it. Is it park etiquette? Is it ski community connectedness? Is it not being a fucking dick? Like, essentially what I'd like to talk about is, like, when we're on the ski hill, bruh, Like, why why are we all just, like, being like, oh, dude, this kid sucks? Why are we all throwing this hate? Or, like, oh, this kid has too nice a fucking gear. Or, like, this kid, oh, dude, that was whack. Or, you know, laughing at kids from the chairlift. You know, like, why are we all doing that shit, bruh? Like, that shit is so fucking whack. Because, like, let, let me hit you with the truth in the beginning, and we'll go deep down into it. Is, we are all fucking skiing, bruh. That shit is tight. That shit is tight. FYI. You know, the fact that you're skiing currently. The fact you're on the hill and you can view other people on the hill. That's fucking tight. The fact that you get the entire fucking park to yourself and that's all pretty much fucking park riders, that's fucking tight, dude. You know, like, you gotta be thankful. Anywhere else on the fucking hill, bruh, there ain't park rats. Uh-uh. There, there's, like, you know, like, 2 or 3% park rats to where, like, when you're in the park, it's, like, park rats and so that is fucking cool that is fucking dope so why are we hating on our fucking brothers and sisters when we chilling in the park man that's that shit i had a long conversation with a homie This morning about it. And he was just telling me, oh man, these other kids and blah, 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 blah. And they snake us and they, they suck and they dress, you know, like too cool and stuff. They, they look like they bought the mannequin from the North Face shop, blah, 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 blah. You know what? And I like the kids who have the shitty gear and like, I totally feel what he's saying, man. I do Because I'll be straight with all of y'all. I was there, too. I was completely there, too. Like, uh, believe me. I've been in this game for, like, shit over a decade. And I was that shitty, shitty fucking kid. And now I'm a kid who, like, you know, kind of holds his own in the park. And, you know, like, you could call me a big dog. So... This is what I want to tell you, is all of these rivalries, all of this, you know, hate essentially, it all comes from fear. Like, I kid you not, it is straight up fear. It is fear via insecurities. It is essentially kids saying, I hope that I'm good enough because right now I doubt myself and I doubt myself to the point to where I don't believe I'm good enough. And so therefore, especially a lot of the younger kids who are just getting into park skiing, man, they they establish this ranking system and they take this invisible abstract ranking system that exists only in their head. Sure, everybody might kind of have their own ranking system but keep in mind everybody has their own individual one in their head they're not linked like there is no official unwritten ranking system that like a community of the park rats all show up every Saturday at four o'clock to you know debate whether or not uh Billy Erickson you know, deserves to go to number 9, and, you know, Bobby Lloyd goes down to 15. You know, none of that dumb shit, man. That, That don't happen. Even though, like, believe me, I was there. I grew up at Perfect North Slopes, man. Like, we had a rival crew. There was kids that, you know, like, I didn't fuck with, and, you know, if you fucked up, You would hear laughs from the chairlift, kind of shit like that. Man, I've been laughed at all the fucking time. I still get laughed at, bro, from the chairlift. Like, I'd be fucking just skirting around trying new dumb shit and fucking Keystone. And kids be laughing at me, pointing like, what the fuck is he doing? And you know what? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. And... I'll tell you this, it used to bother me, it really, when I was that young kid, who like, honestly, I had a shitty pair of fucking snow pants, and I was just wearing a t-shirt, you know, like a Sesame Street t-shirt, actually, I remember, um, And, you know, like I was still learning blind twos and I would fall on that and I would just really fuck up my hips. And then I would look up to the chairlift and I see kids above me smirking, you know, and some of them are my age while others of them are, you know, slightly older. And, oh, man, the older kids making me insecure like that. But like that was the thing is like. All of my negative feelings that I was having were due to me thinking that I didn't fit in. And this was the one thing that I really, really wanted to fit in with. You know, like, I could not fit in at school. I mean, I already didn't really fit in at school. Um, And that's fine. But skiing was the one fucking area of my life that all I wanted to do was fit in, I wanted to be, like, the cool kids, like, I came up when Chris Laker was still, you know, stomping around our park, Gibulant, dog, like, those guys were big dogs, I mean, Gepper was still fucking kicking around there, so, like, you know, Perfect North you had a lot to fucking live up to, this ain't no rinky dink little park, in my mind, it is still one of the top, if not the top, park in the Midwest, you know, and you could debate that with Troll and Hog, uh, and that's totally fine, um, because they, they do have a great park, and they do have great riders, but with that being said, you can't deny that Perfect North is a solid park community with solid talent. And so growing up there, you know, especially with two amazing fucking pros who I grew up watching every single time I skied. You know, I every single time they dropped and I'm on the chairlift, I am watching them and so, yes, I was putting standards on myself to be like those guys. And so, essentially, those standards, you know, if they're, they can be used positively. You know, when there are other really good kids, you can use them to essentially aspire to their level and be like, oh, wow, I really want to have blind twos as smooth as Laker. You know, or like, I really want to have flat fives like a Gepper, you know, kind of thing like that. But, but, but if you're not in the right mindset, then you can use those things negatively against yourself. And instead of saying, I want that in the future, you say, I don't have that right now. I don't deserve to be here. And that feeds your insecurity. And so a way that you kind of cope with that insecurity is you try to play this ranking system of, you know, like, well, I'm better than him, so I deserve to be here. He doesn't even deserve to be here. He can't even slide the down rail, you know, kind of thing like that. And it's regardless, it's poisonous it's totally fucking toxic dude it's toxic to yourself but it gets really toxic when you start letting that shit spill out of your mind into your mouth and you start expressing that to people and so you're chilling on the chairlift and you're hating on someone or you're laughing at someone below the chairlift And, you know, you're with your homies. That's peer pressure right there. And so if your homies like you, then, like, they might also laugh at that kid with you and say mean things. And so this hate is now spreading. We're making it socially acceptable in the park when you do that. And then others join? Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh, that shit not cool. That shit not cool what so fucking ever because this is what you guys got to understand is every single skier started walking into the park or skiing into the park rather not knowing fucking shit. Every single skier, Laker, Gepper, they all had to learn blind twos. They all ate shit on blind twos. You know, some of us learn certain tricks faster than others. But regardless, we all had to fucking learn. That's, that's a huge thing. That's how you find identity and community with your fellow park rats, dog. That's that shit that I would be saying. Because when I was having this conversation with uh, my homie he was picking out every single difference that he had with these kids but I'm telling him what about all of the similarities dog and I'm like bro they try in 360s just like you dog and they're fucking up their 360s they haven't done enough to where they truly understand how to do a 360 and all of us were at that point point every single one of us has fucked up a 360 i don't believe that there is anyone in this world that when they tried their first 360 they got it fucking perfect no fucking way no Uh. Uh-uh. i don't believe that because like that's the thing in this world of action sports our language does not communicate perfectly how to do these things even if you had a coach You were blessed enough to have some rich-ass parents that, you know, bought you a coach, essentially. Even that coach can't make you not fuck up your first 360. He can give you some wisdom to where you have an advantage to learn them quicker, but I guarantee you it doesn't matter. Even if you have all the coaching or like an OG who just hits you with some good words, like you still gonna fuck up tricks. And so you gotta understand every single person in an action sport. I mean, this is going to biking, to skating, to snowboarding, like all that shit. Everybody had to learn through trial and error. And Get this, and this is where I really, really was like telling my homie, you know, to like chill, chill, and find the similarities between him and that kid. Is even though you guys might not like each other, you guys come here as often as you can because this is your favorite fucking thing to do. Your your suburban fucking life growing up with your family or going to college or, you know, wh- whatever the fuck your life else is going on is lamer than skiing. And that's why you fucking go skiing is it's literally the most interesting thing that has ever happened to you. That's what happened to me is i remember when i was that kid who wore jeans the first time he ever went skiing with his boy scout group from his church and dude i instantly fell in love with skiing and oh my god i did i fall a lot yeah but it was something different it it was a new what can i say frontier a new frontier of my life to be conquered. And the beauty of it is it was all me. It it was not my parents were leading the way or anything. Oh no, no, they did not ski or whatsoever. Instead, I was just given a pair of skis and then you know, mister Doyle, who was from Boy Scouts, kinda knew how to ski, and so he told me a few things and how to fall properly to the side. But then after that. They just let me go. They're just like go have fun kids. And that to me. I'm oh my god. The adventure. The new experiences. The new sensations. You know. It, it compared nothing to my. Normal fucking life. As a 6th grader. At the time. And. And. I mean, even in seventh grade, I was still with some old fucking shitty rental boots and some shitty K2, uh, rental skis, you know, wearing two pairs of jeans because once again, I still didn't have snow pants, um and oh my god this is funny my older brother's best friend told me that uh (laughs) skiing in jeans is steezy and like i actually believed him so like even when i did get a hold of some ski pants i still wore two pairs of fucking jeans because i'm like this is cool this is cool! And here's, here's the really fucking ironic part of it all, is I kind of agreed with him. I thought the denim was so cool, and so now fast forward to the present day, both of my pairs of ski pants that I handmade are made from jeans and so they look like I'm wearing jeans like oh my god bro that that coincidence is just so fucking funny so yeah I'm that kid who skis in jeans um but anyways getting back to the topic is um so that's the thing is like don't hate on other people because we're all learning shit That's, that's the thing. The commonality is we're all trying to learn this shit. And so you got just like you want someone to be patient with you because if you don't know, you don't know. And that was a big thing that, you know, my homie was saying is he's like, they don't even know that they look whack, that their entire outfit was bought from a North Face mannequin. And I'm like, bruh, they don't know. They just don't even know. Like, that That was the shit, is, like, me growing up, you know, skiing was completely new to my family, and so my parents had no fucking idea what the fuck was going on, nor were they going to spend money on me to do such a thing. I, I had to go and cut grass and, like, literally have part-time jobs throughout, like, high school and college and shit like that to pay for skiing, but that was my experience, that was my environment, like, I can't put that on everybody and be like, oh, you shouldn't be skiing if you didn't buy all of your own shit, like, people can't really fucking help, honestly, if, uh, they're born into an affluent family, and their parents do ski and their parents know about skiing and so therefore they love their children so much that they want to give them the gift of skiing and that comes with the gear and so those kids show up to the hill they still don't know anything they can't do shit but yet They have an entirely matching first drop kit. And they have the latest new line anthems. Um, I'm literally thinking of a kid. His name was Daniel. Uh, He never really did too, too much with park skiing. But growing up, he was the polar opposite. He was a year younger than me, but he was like six or seven inches taller than me. Um, and he was just a rich kid, and I will be honest, he was kind of mean of a kid, but keep in mind, any type of meanness or anger, you know, towards others, that's, those are insecurities, those are fear, so I don't blame him. He was scared just like me, and it personified in a different way, but I I hated on this kid for so long because here i am in my shitty hand me down gear and you know having to buy like barely being able to scrape together the nickels and pennies to buy like my older brother's best friend's old setup some like uh 08 line anthems and i think he had the 2010 line anthems with uh the Tom Wallish pro model uh full tilts and then uh blue and yellow uh first drop kit and oh what was the goggles he had oakley crowbars and they were like they were crazy colors He, he had this really bright loud outfit um yeah and i i used to hate him for what he had but what I really should have done and what i really honestly realize now is putting my energy, because keep in mind, energy flows where attention goes. I should have put my attention into my own skiing and learning, opposed to hating on him on the chairlift. I could have been thinking about my next run or how to do blind twos better or how to slide the double kink better, you know, opposed to just staring at him and being like, see, he he fell off early. He dude that he's so whack, you know, like I bet his parents bought him all of that. You know, like that type of putting your energy into those negative actions, it's not worth it. It's not fucking worth it. Especially when your goal overall... Is to develop yourself... As a proficient... Park kid. You know, a park rider. You Let's be honest. When you're wasting your energy like that... You're only dimming your own light... And your own chances to becoming... Like a dope ass rider. And so like the second... You really actually step away... And say like, hey, you know, like, he's fine. Even if he might have his own problems, whatever, I'm going to focus on myself. And that's the first tool you can really do, is if you are currently caught up in this rival ski crew, like, kind of bullshit, and it's dividing your park and just making the park less friendly and people are throwing snowballs on at you on the rail, is like, ignore them, dog. Focus on your own shit. If you so much want to burn them in order to prove that you are just worthy to be where you're at in the park, then do it through your abilities. Don't do it through... You know, negative thoughts, insecurities, hateful words, and gossiping. No, 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 no! Don't do that. If you want to fucking burn them, get styly. That's all I can say because that's honestly how I really originally like approach this. Is like, I'm safe. It like if these kids want to hate on me, I'll be safe. If I'm just a better fucking rider. I won't say shit about them. But I'ma be a better fucking rider. So if they do say shit about me at the top of the hill. I'ma do some dope ass shit right on them. And I remember doing that on some kids once. Um, Shit. I ain't gonna say his name. But uh, this one kid. Yeah, I remember talking to him. I I didn't really vibe with him or anything like that. And he was telling me, no, uh, you you know, just like hit me with some hate and shit like that. So you know what I did? I did a lip on blind swap on our Cuban down rail right there on him, just like that. Because he was hating on me. And so, you know, like, how can you hate on a kid who's got abilities? And so that's what I did. Just show your abilities. And, you know, that's a great way to deal with these insecurities and to secure yourself is work on your abilities. If you have the abilities, then you can logically tell yourself, I'm meant to be here. I can do things here. And that's great. Like, I, you know, I got one homegirl back at Perfect North, and she was telling me about how, you know, some, uh, there's only a few girls that ride, but, you know, s- s- the few girls that do ride can get bitchy, and then some of even the younger dudes in the mini-terrain, they'll get bitchy too, and I told her, I'm like, bruh. If you focus all day about their little gossip game they're playing, you will never get better. And so their words will always affect you. But if you decide to shut them out, turn up the music a little louder in your ears, and to go and learn some shit, then all the shit they're going to say is null and void because you're going to have tricks. And that right there cements that you should be here. Because you have used this and you have learned this. And so therefore, you are valuable within the park. And focus on yourself, guys. Focus on yourself. Now, let me hit you with this. Because most of that advice is for the young guns. To be very straight up. Because the young guns... You know, they they more deal with these insecurities. But don't think that these insecurities don't stop if they're not addressed. Believe me. Me as a 24-year-old, you know, in like a big dog park like Keystone, there's still insecurities. There are still insecurities. In Brex Park, there are still insecurities. And it's essentially these riders who have never done this type of work they are good writers, and they deserve to be there, but yet, you know, they're still having issues with, you know, I guess self-identity versus other kids, you know, maybe they feel like if there's other kids that are different than me who are also doing well, then somehow that disproves my identity, and maybe I'm not that good, something like that, I mean, I've, I've had kids hate on me in Brex Park. I've had kids hate on me in Keystones. It doesn't really matter, honestly. But this is what I'll tell you, though, is typically when you grow up, dude, a lot of the times what you'll learn is a lot of kids try to start park skiing when they're young. A lot of kids. So let's say a 100 kids you know, try to become park riders and they're all, you know, high school age or something like that. By the time that that generation gets to college, I would say easily, easily 50 to 60 of them aren't going to be park riders anymore. You know, they, they still have their skis and some old gear, but they only use it like maybe once or twice a year or go on a ski vacation with their family they just drop out they lose interest you know they they don't care anymore and so then you have a smaller pool of that generation essentially and so two things can happen one thing is those rivals and those haters that you had they quit they quit they, they'd rather play basketball or football in high school. And that's what they'd rather do. Or they, you know, just want to be party boys in college or something like that. So they just quit. They drop out. Or your rivals actually still keep skiing. They, they are still in the park. They made it through that, I guess, vetting and so now you're with that group of 40 or 50. Now, even add a mere two years. Like, I'm telling you, the older you get, the less and less and less true skiers there are. It's kind of scary, but that's the reality. And so, like, I tell everybody this is a sport of longevity. How long can you stay in this sport? You'll notice as people get older, their populations and demographics get smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, kind of thing. And so, this is a very interesting thing that can happen, is through these vettings of your generations and the demographic getting smaller and smaller and smaller, while all of you guys that are sticking with it are getting better and better and better, This is a funny thing that happens a lot of the time... Is your rivals... From when you were young... They are now some of your best fucking friends... And I find that shit so hilarious... I kid you not... It happened to me... Like I can name multiple people... In fact... Ankilla is comprised... Of literally... Us who used to be kind of rivals with each other. Like, I didn't like B-Story when I first was growing up. I thought he was one of those other kids, those hating-ass motherfuckers. But Merry Christmas, years down the road, we both wanted to film. We both wanted to start making ski edits. And you're gonna find that the best person to make a ski edit with is going to be somebody of your level. And typically your rivals are your level of ability. And so you just roll to the hill one day with your GoPro or they do. And you're like, hey, do you want to get shots? I'll film you if you film me. And then you guys become fucking best friends. Like kind of shit. And that is how crews are started. Is that through the years of being vetted and vetted and vetted and who is left, you don't really get a decision to choose who your park rat friends are. It's more of who's fucking left. And if they are left, that means that you guys actually have a lot in common. I mean, sure, out of skiing, you know, like, I'll I'll be real. I (laughs) Hanging out with some of... And Killa outside of skiing for the first time was kind of awkward and weird. We were all kind of different people, all just kind of puzzled together. But, you know, that's the thing is we all knew who we were skiing and we we knew that we all love skiing to death. And so we'd talk about movies, making edits, you know, all of that shit. It was just fucking great, dude. So that's another thing you got to realize is your rivals growing up, your haters growing up, if they stick with the sport and you stick with the sport, they're going to become your friends. They're going to become your friends and that's honestly kind of fucking cool to be very honest it shows that all of us can grow and change when we pass judgments on other people judgments are static they don't allow people to grow and that's the issue is people are fluid people are very fluid park skiing proves that The fact that we all can learn and better ourselves each season proves that we are fluid. So why, if we can change our mind about tricks so that we can learn new tricks, because keep in mind, everybody at a point was like, oh, no, I'll I'll never cork seven. I I can't cork seven. Then, you know, like multiply that by five years. They're like, cork seven is my safe trick, dude. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, kind of forgetting what I was saying, but just, like, people can grow, people can change, and especially in this sport that is just full of growth and change, like, you should expect it, and so give other people the benefit of the doubt give them love dog because love is only going to help them grow and if they're not in a good loving space themselves well giving them more hate is just going to keep them there they're gonna double down in the hate but if you start like giving love oh my god does the world just open fucking up And that's so cool. Like one of the biggest things I learned when I left my home Hill Perfect North and I moved out to Selma County and, you know, Keystone and A Basin was my new home, specifically A51, you know, a compliment, a genuine compliment goes a really long way when it essentially refers to making friendships at a new hill or a different hill or whatever is like if you see somebody especially if they look different than you and they do something fucking dope now i'm not saying they have to do a dub 12 octo for you to give them a compliment nah dude I'm saying you can give them simple-ass compliments. A lot of times I just be like rolling through the top of Keystone and I'll, I'll have a kid who's wearing a tall tee that happens to catch my eye. And I think the tall T goes really well with his pants and skis. And so I'll merely just ski by and be like, yo, dude, the kit is lit. And then, you know, I'll continue and do my own thing. And then maybe a few days later, I might happen to be waiting at the top of the jump line and that kid rolls up and he says hi to me and he introduces himself to me. And now we're friends. You know, and that, that kid might, to where I'm wearing the baggiest, thugged-out, handmade, badass, motherfucker, hip-hop shit that I can, you know, this kid might be in some Magnus Grainer sweats with, like, a Patagonia windbreaker. And so he he's completely fitted, and he looks different than me, and he skis different than me. But because of that simple, nice compliment, he now feels positively towards me. And so the chance that we're going to be friends is a higher percentage. And so that just causes the park community to be more bonded with itself. And I mean, if you even want to look at it like this, you probably just got an Instagram follower and you're probably going to follow him too and see what's up you know, kind of shit like that, and that's super fucking cool, and if there's somebody who, you know, you're getting bad vibes from, throw them a compliment, even if it's just a really smooth cork 3, or something simple, like, yo, that surface blind swab was nice, you know, kind of shit like that, or just roll up and be like, yo, dog, I see you here all the time, I'm Chris, nice to meet you, you know, like, that shit goes such a long way, and, like these people, keep in mind, not every park kid has to be your best, 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 best friend, you know, they can just be homies, they can be associates, like, oh, yeah, I know him, we cool, you know, we'll catch a chair every once in a while, you know, shoot the shit, or like, hey, i'll I'll drop behind a jump line with him, he cool, he cool, you know, and that's the beauty is like, let's just be cool with each other, motherfuckers. Fuck what everybody is wearing. Everybody has taste. If you wanted everybody to wear the same thing, then we all wouldn't be unique. And, you know, like, same thing. If you wanted everybody to ride the same way, then no one would be unique. And so, like, even though... I'm not the biggest fan of comp skier style, whether that's fashion or riding style. I still appreciate it because it means if they're doing it, then I can do something else. And I will stand out for me doing me. It makes me a unique rider. If somebody wants to dress or ride that way, I might go... (laughs) i i ain't gonna dress that way man but i mean shit go ahead just get your color scheme right uh like really honestly when it comes to kits let me hit you guys it doesn't matter what you wear it's the color schemes that you wear it can be tight baggy Technical, loose, it doesn't fucking matter. Just make sure your color schemes are nice. And you can do simple color schemes. You can do complex color schemes. If you do complex color schemes, know what the fuck you're doing. You know, and get your accents right. Because accents are pretty important when it comes to the more complex color schemes. But, sorry, just a fashionista designer talking. Um, yeah and so really celebrate everybody's differences even in views opinions values celebrate that shit you know because like once again it's a beautiful thing to be fucking unique and be secure within yourself this is a individual sport that's the beauty about action sports y'all ain't on a team like even if you're in a crew this is still an individual sport only you control your skiing you you cannot control their skiing they cannot control your skiing so focus on yourself create your own lane when you have your own lane you become very secure, you chill out, you mellow, you're like, ain't nobody can take this shit away from me, because I got my own, I'm holding down my own, and that's the thing, is kids get very insecure, and turn to hating, when they don't feel like they're Securing their own lane like they have to compete over just a few lanes and that's the thing dog don't play that game don't be a unique beautiful fucking person dog and always do it with a smile and last little tip I honestly will give you and this one goes to the youngins or this one goes to anyone who got a young mind and is still a part of this insecurity kind of bullshit be the first one to laugh at your own skiing if you fuck up beat everybody on the chairlift to laughing at you be the first one be like (laughs) oh my god that was so stupid you know and it doesn't matter how bad you fuck up or you lightly fuck up laugh at yourself first. And it does two things. Number one is it takes away all the power of any of the potential haters on the chairlift or watching or whatever. Because if they come up to you and they laugh at you, you, you could just laugh and be like, dude, right? That shit was funny, bro. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Did you see my ski fly off? Like... You know, and you can laugh about it. And then the second benefit of it is when you're laughing all day, it doesn't matter if it's at yourself. You're having a great fucking time. You know, like, even if somebody asked you, like, "How's your day? And all you did was fall. <laughs> you'd be like, bro, today was fucking funny. I just couldn't get my shit together. You know, like, damn, edge catch city. You know, kind of shit like that. So, guys, it's all love. And in the ski community, if we want ski culture to stay in a golden era, then we got to shower this bitch with love. We got to shower this bitch and every single person in it with love, support. Like, let's link That's that shit that I fucking love is when like skiers in New York, no skiers at Mount Hood. Skiers in the Midwest, no skiers at Tahoe or in BC at Whistler. You know, shit like that. When we have that connection, like shit, I, I got homies over in Europe in fucking Sweden. I was talking to a Russian homie. I got homies in Japan. That shit is dope. So let's all be homies with each other because this is an individual sport. Aight, this been Chris's Corner. This has been The Good Word. I'll catch y'all motherfuckers fucking later. Tune in. I'll drop this shit whenever I feel like.